0: Well, good morning once again. Uh, glad to have you here today. For the past little bit, we've been talking about purpose, and we're going to keep that as a, uh, a thought as we go through our forwarding messages and, and thinking about our purpose, God's purpose, how these things coincide. And uh, let's just start off with a word of prayer today, first to get us started. Do help me, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word today, Father. We thank you for allowing us to be able to hear it, Father. We ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it, Father. And I ask you to take myself out of the way and just let your true message come through me today, Father. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. And, um, you know, we're, we're living a life right now. But, you know, this is not our final destination And the thing about this life is we live in a a fallen world. It is not perfect. It is not fair. There is many challenges that we face each and every day. And we humans, we are, are complex. God made us in his image. And God is so complex. And there's so much about ourselves that we don't even understand. And we don't understand about God because it's just too much for us to comprehend in the state that we are. And we have to rely on God, rely on faith, rely on what he tells us to be able to succeed and make it through this life so we can get to our purpose. We can get to our final destination, which is in heaven. You know, we have this, this mind that, that God given us. He gave us our mind. He's given us free will. And the mind can do amazing things. This microphone that's in front of me, this equipment that you're, you're hearing me on, it was all put together by a mind. This building that we're in right now, it started out as an idea. And then someone relayed that idea to a person, an architect, that was able to put it down in the form of blueprints and made sure everything came together and it was structurally sound, that would withstand the winds, the support of the the roof, and be able to, to function as it should as a building. Once them plans were drew up, another mind made all the calculations to what materials were needed. And then minds came together to... Construct and build what you see today. A mind can take and make music from an instrument, can make art from a canvas, and can make structure from a pile of wood. There's also things that happen in the mind that hold us back, that cause us harm, that prevent us from reaching our purpose. And I want to talk to you a couple things today. Let's uh, start off with our, our real life example. And uh, I heard this story uh, a couple days ago, and it was uh, interesting, and I want to share it with you today. Um, it's about a man named Alex Smith. And uh, I'm not a Bill big sports fan, but uh, he's a quarterback for Washington State, for the NFL, and during a game, he got tackled, broke his leg, compound fracture, both the tibula and the fibula were both broken, and uh, if any of you have ever had a, a broken bone, you know that that's a challenge in itself, and he was uh, he was carted off the field. He was taken to the hospital. And typically, you know, a, a break like this would be set, possibly a surgery. You put it in a cast and then you go on. But it just so happened that there was more complications because that's what happens in life. There's things that come at us that we're not expecting, that we're not going, we can't see coming. And what happened was that, that break, that broken leg, became a secondary problem. The first problem was saving his life. Because there was, he had developed a, a flesh-eating bacteria in that leg. He developed septus. So they had to treat those problems before they ever could treat anything else. He was in grave danger, ICU. And they had to cut away a lot of the muscle and the the fibers and material around on that leg. And what was left was not a lot to work with. So after he was out of the clear and his life was safe, they had to start making decisions. And the doctors came and talked to him and... One viable option was, was just simply to remove that leg and be done with it. And he said, no. He said that I'm not going to, because I I need that. Not only to walk and to get around, but I said, I'm going to play football again. And they said, well, we're going to have to take muscles from your core to be able to Rebuild the muscles in your leg. And they said, no. He said, no, I can't do that. Because I'm going to need the muscles to be able to throw a football. So, over the the next two years, 17 surgeries later, they began working to, to fix these problems. And What I brought from the story was, is is not that, it was his determination. He had made up in his mind that he was going to overcome this situation that life had put him in. And furthermore was his attitude. He would talk to his wife he would talk to the other people in the hospital with him because he shared hospital space with soldiers that was going through similar operations and surgeries and having to recover, but not from playing a game, but from defending our country. And what he would talk about his wife is, he would tell her that, you know, that there would be people. That would trade places with me right here in this moment, right now, if they could. That he's laying in a hospital bed, he's had all these surgeries, painful, rigorous, rigorous physical therapy. And he said that people would trade places with them in an instant. And that's absolutely true. Because no matter where we are, there's always someone that's got it a little bit worse. It would have been very easy for him to say, okay, yeah, let's just, when you look about all the, all the surgeries, all the physical therapy, all the things that he would have to go through, it would have been very simple just to say, yeah, just, let's, let's do away with it. Let's be done with it. Let's call it quits. And any time through the process, it would have been, okay, Yeah, let's forget about it. You know, I've had my time. I've done it. But he was resilient. He had a purpose. And in his mind, he had already defeated the problem. And no matter where we come to in life, we have these choices to make. We can either be defeated by the problem, or we can defeat the problem. And we can do that because we have God to see us through. Anything that we face, God can see us through. So we can defeat that problem, whatever it might be. But that requires struggle that requires faith and that can be challenging it's a lot easier to to give in to circumstances it's a lot easier to give up it's a lot easier to surrender than it is to march on to push forward 2 years later he returned back to the field And he played football again. You know, none of us are immune to it. In the book of 1 Kings, we have a prophet, Elijah. You know, being a, a prophet, that's a pretty good gig. You get your information right from God. You have purpose. It's easy to see your purpose. You're a messenger of God. And uh, in 1 Kings 18, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but um, uh, there's all these different idol worshipers that come upon. And he's going to show who the true God is. And he sets up an altar, and he's able to pray fire to light that altar. He's able to pray rain. He has seen God's power. But in chapter 19, and Ahab told Jezebel that Elijah had done, with how he had slain the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, I make not a life as a life of one of them by tomorrow about time. And when he saw that he had arose and went for his life, he came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came down and sat underneath a jupiter tree and he requested himself that he might die and he said that enough now O lord take away my life for i am not better than my father's and as he lay and slept under a jupiter tree behold then an angel touched him and said arise and eat and he looked and behold and there was a cake bread on the coals and a curse of water at his head and he did eat and drink and lay down again and the angel of the lord came down for a second time and touched him arise and eat Because the journey is great for thee. We see once again that a a great man of God that knew, knew, firsthand, experienced, part of it, knew God's power. But yet, he's done all these things. He's slain these enemies of God. He has done these things. He knows what his purpose is. But yet, he is defeated. He's to the point where he don't want to live anymore. And if it happens to someone like this, it can happen to any of us. Because what happens is we get tired. You know, we're we're busier now than we ever have been in our lives. We are, are overloaded. And with... the the cost of living with inflation. Everything is going up except our wages. So we find ourselves working even harder and longer to be able to do the same basic things that we've done in years past. We're bombarded. We have a lot of things that come forth in the form of technology. Technology. And media and these things that we didn't have before. And yes, they can be useful tools, but they become all consuming because you're you're never you're never alone. You're never at peace because there's always that ding, that beep, that ring. There's always something that's drawing our attention. We don't have a chance to to be bored. Anymore. We have to rest. God himself set the example on the seventh day that he rests. And we need that not only for our bodies, but for our minds. Because this tool that we have that can do so many great things can also turn against us. It'll fill in the blanks. So many times there was, we have so much unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. Especially when we get into these problematic situations where we don't know what the future is going to bring, when we're in a, that little bit stage of fear. You know, the problem arises where are we going to get the money from? How are these test results going to come out? Am I going to survive this treatment? Am I going to be able to get through this? What about my kids? How are they going to turn out? All these different things that we're, we're challenged with. And see, God wants us to step in and throw our problems down at his feet, come to him in prayer, and rely on faith to carry us through each and every situation. But what we do is, in our human state, in our minds, we start to fill in the gaps. That's when all the what-if scenarios happen well what if i don't get what i need what if it doesn't work what if i die what if i don't survive what if our mind fills these in there's a thing called sensory deprivation it was uh, used as a form of torture and what happens is they put you in a, a room that is absent of any color everything is white The only thing you're given is water in a white cup and you're giving white rice on a white plate. There is nothing for your mind to process. And what will happen is when in the absence of something to feed your mind with, it will start developing things on its own to process. You will start to see hallucinations. You will see colors that's not there. And it is not a pleasant experience see because when we don't fill up the empty space with God that's what we have left is unhealthy unenjoyable experiences you know when we're doing going through them what if situations what do we do we come up with the worst possible what if situations We don't think about how it could turn out positive and so many times when we finally you know we go to our last resort after we try to do everything ourselves and we get in panic mode we come to God we plague and we plead and we say God go God help us and then when God does come through for us we see that things are not near as bad as they seemed that a way comes through that we didn't even see because we do not know everything that God knows we can't see the whole picture we can't see everything God sees and he has that information. He knows where to lead us through. He knows that path. And it's real easy. It's real easy to get lost. It's real easy for the world to overtake us. And we have to be on guard about it. And none of us is exempt. I'm standing here talking to you today, telling you this stuff as fact, as the truth of God. And yet, it gets to me too. When I look out and I see empty seats. When I see that we're not progressing in a way that we need to progress. Just because... We're Christians just for not because we're pastors, just because we're believers. It doesn't make us exempt from these troubles of life. In fact, Satan comes at us harder. Because he wants us to fail, he wants us to crack. Because we are the example, and everyone else is looking at us. And when they see that Christian, that churchgoer, that pastor subdued by the world and cracks under the pressure, they say, "Ah, look at them. Where is your God now? What is he doing for you?" We have to be strong not only for ourselves, but what for what we represent, for are the God that we represent. happen to a prophet it can happen to us. We have to choose. Here's that word. we have to choose. lots of choices. You know when uh, when we're given the, the bad news, We have the choice. If we don't believe that we can get better. If we don't believe that we can overcome. If we don't believe that we can heal. If we don't believe that we can move forward. If we don't believe that God is there helping us along the way. Then you know what? We are going to fail. No matter what your circumstances are. No matter what the facts say, no matter what the situation is, before we ever know anything about it, we have to make that initial choice whether we're going to be victims or victorious. Are we going to overcome or are we going to be subdued and destroyed? When you you look out and you see a small crowd behind you, not the large masses that you want to see, not the full seats that you want to see, it's real easy for someone to say, why don't you give up? What's the point? Because God has a purpose. And I may not know what it is. I may not know what the timing is, but I know that God has a purpose. And I know that in His time, Things will change. There will be a turnaround. You know, the doctor might give you bad news. You only have six months to live. You know, there's been lots of people that's made it past their six-month point, their six-year point, even their 16th-year point. Because doctors don't have all the answers, but God does. And these people... Share something in common that they didn't give up. Because if you think you're going to lay down and die, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to lay down and die. The only way to get better is to give yourself the opportunity to get better, to make up in your mind that I can be healed. And the Word of God even tells us that. That we can be healed. We are to be made healthy and whole. It goes back to our purpose. If we know what our purpose is, things are not going to drive us from our purpose. If we believe that God has a purpose for our life, and we are working with God to get to that purpose, then things cannot derail us from that purpose. And we've seen it time and time again. Let's look at one more thing about Elijah here. What did he do? Even though he was in his depressive state, he didn't just give up. You know, he could have did other things he could have just laid there and gave up he could have took his own life but he called upon the lord and this is one of them times that the lord didn't give him what he asked for the lord gave him what he needed and many times Our emotions, our situations are going to make us ask for one thing. But when we call upon the Lord, the Lord is going to give us what we need, not what we ask for. Sometimes when we don't get our prayers answered the way we want. That's not because he don't care, he don't love us because he don't want to. It's because he's given us what we need, not what we ask for. Sometimes we want compliments, but what we need is criticism. Sometimes we want a hug, but what we need is a smack in the back of the head. And God knows these things. But he called upon the Lord. And that's how great and grand our Lord is. That even though... We come to him in a broken and confused state. And that's what we are so many times. It's just what we're so bombarded by the world. The world is coming at us so fast and so hard. And it is so Satan driven. And it comes at us through the little cracks in our armor. We forget to put our armor on. And pretty soon, it just washes over us. And we feel like we're going to drown. But Jesus is always standing there. You know, because we're we're drowning. You remember when he walks out there on the water and Peter walks out to him and all of a sudden Peter loses his concentration? That's an example right there. That's the world washing over us because that's what happened to him. The world got into his mind. He lost faith for a moment and he fell into the water. But where was Jesus at? He was right there, right above him, right on the surface, sticking out his hand to pull him back up. And he's there. His hand is out for each and every one of us. All we have to do is reach back up to him. And he can pull us out of the depths. Pull us out of the world and pull us back into his arms where we need to be. Where is your mind at today? We have to make conscious decisions. We could watch the news 24-7 and it would drive us crazy. There's so much stuff coming at us and everything is bad, bad, bad. And the, the truths we don't see. We don't see the good stuff. We don't see the things that we need to know. What we're getting is what Satan wants us to see. The lies. He's a liar. Satan is a liar. And he's using the world that he has dominion over because man turned it over to him. He has the authority to do so. He has the authority to tempt us. And he's going to do everything in his power to steer us away from God. To steer us away from our purpose. If he can get us to give up, and that's one less soldier, he's got a battle, that he can take that demon that's been working on us and he can give it to someone else, because we're defeated at that point. We are never defeated. God doesn't lose. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you are a born-again believer, if you believe in the power of the kingdom of heaven, if you know that God is above and taking care of every need and situation, then you have already won. There is no battle that you can't overcome. There is no financial burden that is too big. There is no trouble that's too large. There is no ache, no pain, no disease, no condition that can't be overcome. The problem is, is where are we at? Because, you know, we go start talking these bold things. When you walk out of the doctor's office and they say you got stage 4 cancer and you're talking about that you can be healed, people think you're crazy. When you ain't got two pennies to rub together, But you're talking about how you're going to be prosperous and you're going to overcome. People think you're crazy. When you talk about how an impossible situation is going to turn around, people think you're crazy. That's because we look at what the world tells us. We look at the world's view of what's normal, what's right, what can be done, and what can't be done. You need to be looking through God's view. What are God's limits? What are God's tasks? And that there is no limits. The only thing that puts a limit on God is us. We focus on the situation the problem. I find myself, it's like, okay, God, you know why? Why do these things happen? Why does it go wrong? And, you know, if you really open yourself up, if you'll listen to what God has to say, he will show you. You know, and every time, it's always been me. It's always, I gave up a little too soon. I didn't have quite enough faith. I did something out of sequence. I didn't follow the word. It's always on this end. It's never on God's end. God is the same today, tomorrow, and always will be. God has written the rules and He follows His rules. He's made the law. He enforces the law. He gives us the law for our purpose because He has purpose. It's so easy to fall into despair, depression, for these things to eat away at us. But we can choose to do something different. We can choose to overcome. And every day it gets a little bit easier. So eventually Satan's going to realize it's not going to work. And our faith is going to be a little bit stronger. You know, that's, that's what it is. It's every day is what we face. We, uh, we have our situation. And we try to positive think it. We try to overcome it. And we pray about it. We try to stay in faith. And it just kind of overwhelms us a little bit. And we fall back. We have to start over. But each time we can go a little bit longer because our faith gets a little bit stronger. It gets a little bit easier. But it's not something that happens overnight. It's not instant. It's not things that take over time. You know, it's like if we're we're exercising, if we're we're building muscles and we do so many reps and then we do one more. We can get one more set in, one more set in, and pretty soon we can move on to either more reps or heavier weights. We can keep, we get conditioned for it. And that's what life is doing to us, is conditioning us. So each time we we go, we have these setbacks, we can go a little bit further the next time. You know, if you start out jogging, you can do, start out and do a quarter of a mile And then you get a little bit stronger, you do half a mile. Then you do a 3 quarter of a mile, pretty soon a whole mile. That's how our faith builds. And we have to have these challenges to do that because that's our end result. God wants us to rely on him and we have to have a reason to rely on him because we're not going to do it on our own. We're not going to realize his power on our own. We have to see it. We have to experience it. So we have to be in trouble. We have to allow him to see us through. But we have to choose to do so. Choose today.